0: The Forum at 8 with Olani Gwala. 11 minutes after 8. Good morning. Welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, the, the law project review has been arguing that tobacco legislation in this country has gone beyond protecting the health of non-smokers and has become persecution of smokers and will be used as a precedent to justify further nanny state laws in future. The question then is, do you think perhaps that the Law Project Review has a point here? Do we have too much government in our private lives in this country? Let's talk about that issue and my guests on the program this morning. Let me start with Mr. Leon Lowe. He's Executive Director of the Free Market Foundation, also, of course, uh, with the Law Project Review. Mr. Lowe, good morning to you. Mr. Lowe, are you there in our Victoria Studios?
1: So I hope you're hearing me. Ah,
0: I can hear you loud and clear now. Thank you very okay. much for, for coming through. Much appreciated. we also joined on the other line by our Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Mutwaledi. Minister, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Torani. Good morning to the listeners.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, Minister, because next week I see that the newspapers are quoting you saying that uh, you, you are likely to lose more friends. You're taking to Parliament this legislation against uh, the advertising of uh, alcohol, Minister?
2: No, no, not yet to Parliament. They didn't understand. Hmm. I'm saying to a cabinet committee, it, it came, it went through an interministerial committee two weeks ago. Next week, we're preparing to take it to the cabinet committee. There's a special cabinet committee on this. From there, it will be passed by the whole cabinet. Is then that we can think about parliament. All right. So they confuse cabinet committee and parliament.
0: All right. But, but of course, what it all means is that this legislation is coming and it is coming Absolutely. soon. Alright, we'll talk about that. It's that legislation, I suppose, partly, but also legislation about alcohol or tobacco, legislation about salt content and so on. That's got Mr. Leon Law and others saying, but wait a minute, Uh, is government creating an end state here? Is there too much government in our private lives? Is that the argument you're putting forward, Mr. Law?
1: Yes, I think we have a choice. Every country has a choice between two basic visions. One is a free society where people are responsible for their own lives and lifestyles and risks and the other one is a controlled society where people are treated as if they're infants and children and governed, uh, hence the term nanny state. So that's the basic choice we have and uh, the... Uh, liberation of South Africa for example black people who were prohibited from having alcohol by the apartheid regime as one of its means of oppression Uh, and when they were allowed to get it only from a government store and then eventually from a back window at a a private liquor outlet. So we're going right back to that prohibition which has been with us since Lord Milner's liquor proclamation of 2007 of treating people as if they are not emancipated and empowered. It actually is not about health. Uh, because if you accept the logic of this, then, for example, according to the Department of Health, the biggest single cause of death in South Africa is HIV-AIDS. It then makes sense to make unprotected or extramarital sex illegal, to ban it. Uh, and if you, t- if you accept the principle uh, that people's personal lifestyle and freedom of association and choice and property rights can be sacrificed on the altar of their own good... Uh, well, then there's no stopping it. Then everything you do, dangerous activities, dangerous sports, uh, being obese, you know, you can ban obesity. You can, obviously, we have already talking in the Department of Health about restrictions on salt and sugar. And if you're going to ban, for example, um a branding of tobacco, then you must also go for liquor. And we need to have picture, compulsory pictures on wine glasses of cirrhosis liver, of diseased livers on on bottles. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there is no stopping Then, uh, you know, to, to places like McDonald's, fast food outlets Will have to start looking ugly They won't be able to have branding We'll have age restrictions yeah. That's actually being seriously considered So it really is about what kind of society one wants to live in A free society or an unfree society But and wait that's a minute, Mr.
0: Lowe, does government not have a responsibility to protect Especially those that are vulnerable in our society?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely And uh, let me just make The observation that the biggest decline in smoking, since that's the the primary issue here, Mm -hmm. took place from the 1970s to about 1990, about a 50% decline, when government policy here and elsewhere was education, treating the public with respect, saying these are the risks you run and encouraging people not to run those risks. Since then, there has been a flattening out, and the more anti-tobacco, uh, what I call nicotine Nazism, has intensified. Uh, the position has actually flattened out. All countries of the world, all regions of the world, now have increased tobacco production, and uh, so the gains we were making when it was based on the concept of free people in free societies, where government's health policy was cooperation and education rather than control, uh, that is when we had the biggest gains in, mm. in health uh, behaviour by ordinary people. On the other hand, if they told how to live their lives, we should expect people to be defiant, especially the youth, and we should be going to see with tobacco okay. and liquor and junk food what we've seen with other drugs.
0: So, so in, in simple terms, you you are saying that on one hand you have cooperation, on the other you have control and prohibition. Yes. And then our government at this rate is going the control and
1: prohibition route. Yes, which has failed.
0: Uh, Minister, your thoughts?
2: Well, f- first of all, let's be honest about what Mr. Lowe represents, the Free Market Foundation. They hmm. they are mean. They are working on one. Basic principle profit at all costs. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people that profit kills. It's free. They're free to make profits and you must allow them to do so. That is one basic principle of what he represents. Now you must understand that I cannot work from that principle because if I do, a lot of people, as you said, will never survive. Now, the second thing I want to mention, Kolani, uh, remember these things are not done. In South Africa only. Just to give you an example, the issue of smoking was adopted by the 56th World Health Assembly of the World Health Organization as what is called the Framework Convention on Total Control as far back as 2003. It was ratified by Parliament in South Africa in 2005. At that time, only nine countries on the African continent had ratified it. By December last year, December 2012, 41 member states in Africa region have ratified it. In other words, the number increased from 2005 from nine countries to 41, meaning more and more and more countries are ratifying this. And what is it? It's a legally binding global instrument. Uh, 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 consists of measures to reduce the demand for tobacco in the population mm. because it's meant to counter the globalization of the tobacco epidemic to reduce health and other consequences of tobacco use. I'm not sure why Mr. Lewis said it has got nothing to do with health. I- I'm reading the convention here in front of me by the World organization ratified by member states. It says it is to counter the globalization of tobacco tobacco epidemic, and reduce the health and other consequences of tobacco use. And it's a legally binding document. It ends up by saying member states who ratify it have has to make national laws in their own countries. In other words, it, it, actually, if I really direct, it directly says countries that have ratified the World Organization Framework Convention has an obligation to adopt measures through national law. That's exactly what I'm doing.
0: Sure. but uh, And again, I'm going to ask Mr. Law to respond. Because as I understand him, he says it's not about health because uh, the only reduction in the number of smokers happened when there was more cooperation as opposed to legal prohibition. Minister. He's
2: not telling the truth. Unfortunately, I just left the figures here. You know, uh, 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 with both alcohol and tobacco, uh, alcohol, and it, there's been this wrong and it's sickening. That leave us to do what we want, just educate people. In other words, Colani, let, let's look at our school health program. I go to school, educate kids about the dangers of alcohol, End of smoking. I spend the whole day educating them about these dangers, showing them pictures and all that. They get convinced. They arrive home at night. They see a big advert there with a, a somebody they respect very much, somebody who's an icon, a role model. You know, pay, you know, encouraging them because that's what an advert means about smoking and and and, and alcohol. Isn't that confusing, kids? Don't say, but what's wrong with that, with these people? Hmm. During the day at school, they were teaching us about the dangers of this. During the evening, they are encouraging us that this is good; it makes you successful. That 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 makes us look like fools, you know.
0: All right, and that's exactly the hard part. We process. must follow
2: that route only. Why can't we do both? We educate and we restrict because here the framework is very clear on tobacco control. At least, All right. it says the aim is to reduce demand at the same time, to address supply. In other words, reduce both the demand for this product and reduce the supply at the same time. So education will, of course, reduce the demand, but adverts and all the other regulations will, will reduce the supply. So there's nothing wrong. We'll do both. Once, okay. we choose
0: only one. That's exactly the heart of the discussion this morning, whether or not you do one. You just educate without restricting through Coran, legislation. Coran,
2: we can't do one. There's no reason that we should do one.
0: Leon Law says we should do one. Is that what you're saying, Leon?
1: Yes, so the reality is if you go to, for example, the Action on Smoking and Health, ASH, which is one of the leading anti-smoking, nicotine, Nazi organizations in the world, they have on their website uh, the data on the decline of smoking in, for example, the United Kingdom, one I'm looking at now, it fell by 50% between 1974 and 1994. Then it flattened out, and from 2005 to 2010, there was no further decline. It fell from 26 to 21, between 94 and 2005, and mm-hmm. then f- by only 1% thereafter. In other words, the reality is that in countries like Britain, which uh, led the world in, in, uh, in both education and then regulation, when the emphasis was on education in a free society with free people responsible for their own lives, risks, and lifestyles, that is when people stopped smoking. Okay. When they reverted to coercive measures and, and, uh, and authoritarian measures, that is when people stopped the decline.
0: Sure, because I think ultimately—and maybe I'm putting it—I'm paraphrasing this. The, the question is whether there are health benefits to legislating as opposed to educating.
1: Yes, let me just also say the framework of convention uh, to which the Minister refers, and let me say I absolutely support the Minister's desire to promote health. Uh, Minister, be assured that your passion for promoting health is something which I and I assume others support, by the way our principal You, you is support
2: not. them as, as long as I allow you to sell cigarettes at then, then you support the health measures.
1: I have no interest in the tobacco industry whatever, I'm a lifelong non-smoker I, it's a, I, I'm in, in, absolutely in favor of a healthy lifestyle which I personally live, you used to be a smoker and gave it up and I applaud you for that I encourage yes, you I to definitely used to be. Hmm.
2: I used to smoke more than 30 cigarettes a day. That was thirty years ago. Hmm.
1: Yes, and I encourage you to treat other people the way you were treated, which is to encourage people to stop and not to try to force them to.
0: Right, let's open the lines here, find out what people think. I am not
2: forcing anybody to stop. Mm. I am just regulating. There's no law that forces anybody legally that smoking is illegal. Even in the World Self-Organization Framework Convention, that doesn't exist. All we are doing is to reduce the demand and to deal with the supply. But if people want to smoke, they smoke under certain regulated conditions. For instance, when I'm, we say you can't smoke in, in, in a public, I mean, in a, what do you call, inside the restaurant, I'm protecting the others who are not smokers who need to use that restaurant or in another public place. You remember Colani, even during the World Cup we banned smoking in the stadium. Mm. There was no explosion. People obeyed that law because we wanted to protect those who wanted to come and watch soccer who are not smokers. Because when you smoke, you're not smoking only alone. So you can't say it's freedom because the other person next to you is not free.
0: 0891104208. in on this one, 0891104208. Benefits, health benefits of legislating, or is it just about educating? Do we have too much government in our private lives? What are your thoughts on these very important issues? It is not just about smoking, but also it talks about. And the minister spoke about it a little earlier on that there is legislation in the process now uh, to deal with the advertising of alcohol. It also talks about salt content, sugar content, for instance. What are your thoughts? 0891104208. I'll also be taking SMSs at 34701. 34701. In fact, let me just take a look at uh, uh, the SMSs that may already be here. Uh, what do people think about these issues? But uh, maybe before I do that, because there is, a, 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 I suppose, an elephant in, in, in the room, as it were, here, Mr. Lowe, that there are organizations such as your organization, uh, the, the Free Market Foundation, who, whose very premise is really about making money.
1: No, absolutely not. And in fact, uh, you won't find anything to that effect on our website or in any of our literature. We have over four thousand books and publications. Uh, what we are about is freedom, and a free society, which is why we were vigorous uh, anti-apartheid activists, why we continue to be in favour of precisely the same principles. I'm For example, to today,
2: that was an anti-apartheid activist called Free Market Foundation. Yes. That's new to me, Kalani.
1: Well, I'm very surprised, uh, you can, for example, uh, ask, you can ask, yes, well, uh, I'm glad you are. You can ask Winnie Mandela, for example, who wrote the foreword for one of my books, uh, which was published by the Free Market Foundation. Uh, you can ask for, so you can ask, for example, uh, virtually everyone who was in exile about the fact that uh, I was a courier for the ANC. Uh, you can. Uh, but that right, you know, all right.
0: That, that, all right. That doesn't give you a right yeah, that when we okay. make any wrong. but I think we also digress.
2: The public ANC then you can no, stand
0: against the monstrous yeah. right. this is a
1: diversion. Yeah, this
0: yeah is because I, I, you know, I don't want us to talk a little bit of, uh, more about politics. But let's talk, talk about because the other issue that I wanted to raise, Mr. Law, is that in, a, in South African society is, in my view, very complex because it isn't. It isn't a straightforward middle class uh, society where you can make your choice, you have money and you... So it's, a, it's a very complex society with very vulnerable people, very poor people, perhaps who may argue that government needs their intervention, that yes, they, they will make their choices, but at the same time, government needs to be there to assist them in, in, in differentiating what is good and what is not.
1: Well, let's just understand what we mean by an emancipated post-apartheid South Africa. It's one in which people have the right to decide who will govern them, who to vote, who to marry, how many children to have, what lifestyle to live, whether to have unprotected sex, what surgery to have, whether to be obese. And if you allow people to make these truly what career to pursue, what important decisions to make in their lives, and then you don't allow them to decide whether to have a drink or a smoke, This doesn't make any logical sense, but let me just deal with this one issue. I, as a non-smoker, visit you, Polanyi, there in the SABC periodically. In your building you have, I forget what it is, 3,000 people or something working in the complex. Hmm. Under the proposed regulation, uh, what will happen is you will all have to trundle out during working hours onto the sidewalk in the rain and the winter and the cold, where people like me, non-smokers, will now be forced to walk through a cloud of hundreds of people standing on the pavement smoking because there is nowhere in the SABC complex where smoking will be lawful. At present you have perfectly ventilated smoke-free smokers rooms, so people like me who don't smoke are never exposed to anyone else's smoke. This proposed law is going to victimize the vulnerable people who don't smoke who now will be forced to walk in public places through clouds of smoke.
0: Let's take some calls here. What people say, the minister will respond to that in a minute. Uh, let me go to KG in Bloom first. Hello, KG. Morning, uh, everyone. Thank Hi. you very
3: much for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, very cool. yes, I
3: also want to establish if the minister is suggesting that he does not trust us, non-smokers, to say, I will no not to walk into a room or a place where a lot of people are standing in smoking. I don't think uh, this is such a good thing to do. To you know, to interfere too much. Our uh, private lives as a as, 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 as citizens, especially in this type of manner. I think there's there's a better interference that the government can do. For example, I'd like to spend an hour or two in a public hospital. Here at the hospital, when I go there, I don't want to be there for three days to attend to get my headache attended to. So I think the minister would, would do such a wonderful job. Spending his time and this is very energetic, but that energy, I think, is misdirected. He'd rather improve the savings that we get in public hospitals, oh. Uh, dealing with the attitude of nurses and living the smoking and smoking people and, and non-smokers, leave those things alone. Okay, I KG, the either. Minister
0: will respond to you in a short while. Let me de- take Don and Ketan. Hello, Don. Hi. Hi I'm going to come way. to you, Minister, just now. Uh, let me take Don. Yes, Don? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, my questions for the Minister are, are interlinked. Um,
4: um, do you not think, Minister, that um, perhaps your regulations will only be enforceable in the sort of upmarket areas like Samson and the v waterfront, but not in in Langa and Deepslewitt, to the, the homes of the very people one would think um, you should be concerned about. And also, on, on, on what constitutional grounds would you would you ban me? I'm, I'm not a smoker, never have been, but would you, would you ban me from smoking? It's a legal activity, as you've said, um, in a public space, when that very public space is also paid for by my tax money. And um, perhaps if you had the courage of your convictions, you would ban smoking altogether. I- uh, then where would you get the... Ten odd billion in annual tax revenue, but um, that would be another problem. But Minister, when you had such enormous success with your public health campaign concerning HIV/AIDS, and I'm hugely in favour of what you've done there, why are you not driving through a strong public health campaign around smoking instead of playing nanny?
0: Don in Cape Town, thank you, Minister.
4: Yes, the,
2: the, the first question, Tolani. Uh, uh. Uh, The gentleman who asked him that I'm misdirecting my my energies, I must just go to hospitals to make them work. That's very primitive thinking, extremely primitive thinking, and that's what you want to discourage. In simple language he's saying, allow people to get sick at random, go and wait for them in the hospital and put everything there, make it effective to treat them after they they've actually got sick. They, that that is completely discouraged by the World Health Organization, which it calls hospital centrism. They, they in two thousand and eight they produced a report that says there are threatened globally that discourages better health outcomes around the world. Which if a country is practicing you can pump so much money in health, you'll never get good outcomes. The first one is hospital centrism. That is the one the gentleman said I must do. The second one is fragmentation of health services. And the last one, of course, is uncontrolled commercialism. Where commerce comes first and issues of health and life comes after, which is what I hear many people here speaking about, and, and they name it freedom. So all those things have been studied by the World Organization. Remember, it's the highest authority on health. So what we are doing, we are not just chasing. We are working within a particular framework which is well-researched. And remember, the World Organization adopts these things through the World Health Assembly, which is a gathering of all ministers of health under the United Nations who meet in Geneva every May for a week to make these regulations. And they look at all these facts at the World Health Assembly, even experts attend there. Now, those who don't want what has been adopted, they go and do some form of different research outside and bring it in, like the fact that people only stop smoking through education. We want to do both for learning. We are educating people, but we are also regulating for those who it needs to be regulated. Okay. There's a question about uh, rural areas or rural counties where people are poor. In fact, for learning, according to our research and findings. The people who suffer the most when the explosion of non communicable disease comes driven by the risk factors of smoking, alcohol, diet and lack of exercise, the people who will suffer the most are in sub Saharan Africa, the poorest region of the world. Mm. Because Tolani, those who are well to do have got a way to protect themselves. When they start suffering these ailments, when they get diabetes, they know where to get treatment, they've got medical aid, they can pay for it, they've got the health care services with the gentlemen there said I must just improve and they they, they can know what diet to change to, they can buy very expensive things, but the poor of the world do not have those resources.
0: Please just hold your thoughts there because I really need to take my updates now. Minister of Health, Arun Mutsualedi, together with Mr. Leon Lowe of the uh, Free Market Foundation are my guests on the program this morning. Is there too much government in our private lives? Frank Tok and Manga Oonga will be with you. Joe also in Durban and a couple of other people calling me on 891 104 208, 891 104 Lots of SMS is at 34701. I'll make time for them in emails at gwalaxsabc.co.za. But let's go to Vabakhshini for the very latest news headlines. Thank you very much, Robert. It is 24 minutes now before 9 and remember my guests on the program, Minister Aaron Mutualedi as well as uh, Mr. Leon Lowe. Lots of your SMSs. Let me just uh, take a look at some already here. The Minister of Health is correct. Smoking causes causes a lot of ailments. At the end of the day, it becomes the liability of the government to deal with them. That is an SMS from P. Also another one. This minister is the only minister in government who works. I support him. Thank you, Minister. Everybody of all races like him. Uh, Also, somebody says, I'm a drinker and a smoker. I will not let government tell me what to do. Uh, There's corruption in government. That's Wayne Moore who says so. Uh, Bruce in PE, if our government were to rather spend this effort on education, then we would have an educated population able to decide for themselves. Uh, That's Bruce in Port Elizabeth. Brian Kumalo says, can a minister pass a law that would prohibit smoking publicly in towns as well? We as non-smokers are victimized. That's uh, Brian Kumalo and Peter Muradsberg. Also an SMS that came. Through the Minister of Health is correct um, I think the Minister Is impatient with the gentleman from the Free Market Foundation uh, That's Siakhe in view. Uh, I remember when public transport was Full of smoke, it was awful uh, Using of unsuspecting People by smokers in their quest for maximizing Profits, children are suffering And actually starting smoking early uh, Early on uh, Forward Minister, I support, that's an SMS By the way from Stu Mochlamini who is the president Of Cosatu, who says forward Minister I support you. Uh, another one says, Minister, how do you plan to regulate smoking in prisons on prisoners? Too much control by government is corruption itself. Minister, uh, buy, Ministers buy expensive liquor for official functions. They smoke. They have multiple partners. That's an SMS from Durban. Um, another one, it's, uh, Minister Mutualedi should spend some time understanding economics 101 and principles of supply and demand. I'm a non-smoker, non-drinker, uh, who says that you are wasting time and hours with the very primitive, uninformed thinking, TY, in Johannesburg. The minister should use his energy to visit clinics and also see how poor people are treated. I'll come back. I'll get uh, responses from the minister. Let me take uh, Joe in Durban. He's been on the line for us for a while. Joe, good morning. Thank you for holding. Yeah, good morning. Good
5: morning. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused here because I I, I think about this issue of cigarettes, of course. Yeah. But more importantly, there's this question of just how far do we encroach on the personal liberties of of the citizenry in this country? Yeah. And that's the issue. And, and and when I hear a minister and I'm going to compliment Mr Lowe because he because of the, the way he handled this you know with a prom, because when a man a fellow participant on a show like this His integrity is questioned because he is profit-orientated or he's not telling the truth. And please go back and listen to this. You will find that I I find that I'm, I'm surprised that Mr. Lowe did not take offense at those two comments. And I expect more than that from a minister, especially because in a country where if you can't run King Edward Hospital, how on earth are you going to run a national health
0: yeah, really? But the point, but the see, point
5: about and, uh, just how far do we go in terms of, of, of uh, legislation? If you if if you have a problem, throw money at it. If you can't, if that doesn't work, then legislate, even though you don't have the capacity to administer that legislation.
0: Right, Join Durban, thank you. Uh, Frank Tok and Mangong also been holding for a while. Good morning.
6: Morning and morning to the minister. I want to say I support the minister fully. You see, uh, this is not uh, UK. This is not America. This is not Australia. You are dealing with the people that have been subjected to colonialism. You are dealing with the high rate of illiteracy. Now, Polanyi, I wouldn't know as, as, as a layman um, that there is more salt in bread to preserve it, not to spoil uh, for a longer period. I wouldn't know that. It is incumbent upon government. To regulate that, otherwise, as a person, I wouldn't know that. I've worked in the regulation of alcohol, Polani. You know, this this misconception of economics to say as long as uh, you know the demand is high, uh, the supply should always be high is a misnomer. If you create supply equally, you are making sure that the demand must be high. So, so if you allow proliferation of taverns, proliferation of pubs, because your regulations are lax. You are going to make sure that there will be more people visiting those things because they are there, they are available. And another thing, I mean, we can't allow Polanyi, and I'm talking about kids who have heroes in Bafana Bafana, you then have this misleading advert to then say, Bafana Bafana has won, therefore they must celebrate with the castle. What message are you sending to the kids? I, 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 and, and these are kids who are 8 or 9 years old, Polani. They're not going to interpret like me and you. Okay. And they're exposed to that at 3 o'clock watching Bafana Bafana. Right. So the minister is correct. It is government responsibility to regulate. You can't listen to people who are just interested in making
0: profit. Frank Talk, thank you very much. Let me ask my guest to respond. I'm going to ask Mr. Lowe to respond to the, 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 the call just now from Frank Talk, but also I'm going to ask the Minister to, to respond to Joe. Perhaps, in starting with you, Minister, I respond to Joe please in Durban. Yes, just remind me what Joe said. Joe, obviously, is 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 uh, of the view that uh, Mr. Law is correct. It, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Joe is the
2: man who is very irritated,
0: who is even asking me how we
2: are going to bring National Health Insurance yeah. if we can't run King Edward. I, 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 I don't understand why people believe, uh, Kalani, and I'm repeating again, it's very primitive thinking to believe that all our answers lie inside the hospital. As long as we make the hospital work very well, then everything will okay. I am saying, this loss, this control on, on risk factors is making fewer and fewer people find the need to use a hospital a hospital must always be the last resort somebody spoke about supply and demand yeah. there's another supply and demand that i'm dealing with Colony. almost every week here yeah. not a week passes before i find and uh, 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 people who who need kidney transplant. Some of them even approach me. They, they are looking for new kidneys they can't get them because their kidneys are damaged because of ex- uh, high blood pressure caused by excess salt. In Gauteng province alone, there are 500 people. By 2010 there were 500 people who were on the waiting list for renal dialysis. That means they can't get stays, either in public or private, to get renal dialysis. Now, what I do? Try to run around increasing more renal dialysis machines or go out there and say let's stop that which is causing them to look for renal dialysis and that is a lot of salt. I, I, I just met the consumer uh, good cancer yesterday, I mean day before yesterday, here, where we're discussing these issues about soil reduction, we are, we are discussing them with people in the industry who are producing these things, we discuss them in good spirit, they understand very well, they, they know what we have to do, they are very supportive, because they understand the science of this all. We, we don't just catch it from the air. We actually understand it. So, so those who say Minister, just go to the hospitals or the clinics only. It's like saying let's do nothing about car accidents on the road, build more panel beating shops, uh, build more mortuaries, okay. then the minister will be delivering. Just okay. allow us to do these things. Build mortuaries and panel beating shops and go Mr. on with your work. That, that is fundamental to saying that. And I don't think we need to Mr. live in that yeah. type of
0: society. Mr. Loh, because uh, that
2: would be a very backward society. Your, your
0: general response to what Minister is saying, but also please respond to, to that gentleman from Mangawong uh, Frank Talk, who, who just said, look the, this is South Africa and therefore there are people who rely on government for the protection, uh, people who, who would not know about the dangers of the salt content, for instance
1: I wonder if Frank believes that he should have the right to vote, because that's a much more difficult decision to make for which you need much more information than how to look after your personal health if but you but want fact that, yes, that, that that if you if you want the right to decide who to marry, uh, with who to have sexual intercourse, whether to have unprotected sex, what surgical procedures to have uh, to be obese or not to be obese, whether to exercise or not exercise, if you want those rights, uh, then surely you should also want the right to decide how much salt to have in your bread. Are those now, but equal just is the question I'm
0: asking. Are these equal? Because yes. And it's, an over, it's, it's a global issue. I mean, just now, there, there's a campaign in the United States that uh, seeks to ensure that people know exactly what the contents of any medication that they're taking is. Uh, but people vote. Which means that you can know one thing, you can know about voting, but not necessarily know about what is contained in a bottle of medicine that you're drinking.
1: Well, let's just understand this, This the point with which I started. It's a fundamental vision of the society in which you want to live. Now, the minister called KG, who said he's a non-smoker, but would like to be left to decide for himself whether he associates with smokers. Uh, The minister called his view primitive. Now, the problem here is that... He's saying it's primitive to say if the government wants to care for you, then the government can take away your liberty, you see. This is the, co- this is the implication. You can't have a caring government and freedom. Now, that's not correct, you see. If the government wants to care for you by, for example, educating you or caring for your health or uh, uh, having uh, safety signs on roads or whatever, that doesn't mean that the government at the same time has the right to to completely remove liberty. The minister has made it clear, people need to understand this, that this is the beginning of a process that will culminate in the total prohibition of tobacco by 2040. That's what the minister wants. Uh, and it's the process that's going to lead to everything else. Junk food, so-called. You know, Age restrictions before people can buy a hamburger. Uh, the, limiting the quantity of, of cold drinks people can have. And so on and so forth. There's no end to this. And we're going to have, for example, compulsory use of condoms. Uh, because once you accept the principle that the government can take away your liberty because you don't know how to use your liberty, well, then you must give up the idea of having a free society at all.
0: Right. Let me take some uh, SMSs. Dr. Frank says... Ounce of prevention better than pound of cure. Another one says, it is a government duty to protect its citizens from evils like tobacco and abuse of alcohol. Doctor lady, you are the best health minister, says uh, Matula Tulare. What is freedom? Life functions best when there are boundaries to protect us. Freedom should be allowing people to do things that promote their and other people's health and well-being and restrict people behaving in a way that damages others' health and well-being. That's Christelle uh, on SMS mutual should spend all that energy on sorting out public health systems uh which are in a crisis he must get his priorities right that's bullying smoking is already regulated inside outlets uh are we not over regulating That's us join peninsula vending uh, let's go to the lines and take uh, lungile in Cape town lungile good morning
7: morning Polani. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, yeah. i'm a tavern in
4: and
7: one of my licensing conditions about i must have a smoking and non-smoking areas. Now the minister is coming and saying that in his latest regulations mm-hmm. we are not allowed to serve people on the smoking areas in the drinks. In fact we are not even allowed to have inside smoking areas. The question that I have, what is wrong with the current smoking areas? Because the current smoking areas they've got the age restrictions. We're supposed to have them being solid petitioned has their separate extraction points that are not linked with the general way with other non-smoking areas. So what is wrong with this? Because, you know, <coughs> the previous Minister of Health, that is Ngozovala Daminezuma, tried to strike a balance between the smokers and non-smokers because the non-smokers are not in any way... I mean, the smokers are in no way bothering the non-smokers in, 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 in where they are smoking. And if it's about the people who are serving you know, th- th- these smokers, those areas can even be made self service areas. I'm okay. saying that you just do away totally right. with, the, with the smoking areas because now if these people are going outside to smoke on the pavements, on the streets, they're causing more nuisance to All the right. non smokers who will be passing by on the streets.
0: Right, uh, Lunger in Cape Town, thank you we got the point, Dr. Rangaga in Pretoria Good morning, Dr. Rangaga
7: uh, Good morning
0: uh, Hi, welcome
8: uh, I'm, I'm uh, applauding the minister Minister Aaron Muthaledi uh, You're doing a good job I'm a, a medical practitioner I specialize in mental health But I'm a, a health uh, activist mm-hmm. I wonder what the the, the issue With the, the free, uh, free Market Foundation is Do they want uh, that there should be complete freedom of everything that must be produced and let's make a profit out of it and uh, we must allow uh, uh, just generally uh, pandemonium and, and, and uh, uh, just on the basis that people have a freedom to go and uh, boycott, to carry weapons on the street and to attack the police. Yeah. I mean, they just want anarchy. I, I don't think this is what the, the Prima uh, 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 Foundation uh, represents. I hope uh, that the minister is not detached from this. We will have to protect the, the people, the nation, and the freedoms will be protected as long as they, they respect this, 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 this is the, the need for the survival of the whole nation. All right. We can't sacrifice ourselves just for the sake of the freedom of some people to to profit maximally. Thank Dr.
0: You. Rangaga in Pretoria, thank you. Eddie is in Edenvale. Hello, Eddie. Kalani, there's two two world-class South Africans
4: that I admire the most. One is you, as the finest uh, talk broadcaster in the country, giving such a wonderful ear to the country. The other is Minister Motsu Aladi, who is the finest health minister we ever had, and possibly in any portfolio. Now... The, the, uh, Leon Lai is talking rubbish. You, you, you can't gently educate people. I grew up in an era where smokers were sitting next to me in the cinema blowing smoke across my face. It was only when the big stick of regulation came in and they were banned from, from cinemas that, that, that there was any effect. And I myself, look at my own example, it was only, I, I was a smoker for years, many years, and a few years ago, only when I was treated as a leper and a social outcast and forced to go outside the office. To smoke uh, three stories down that I realized you know what, what harm I was doing to myself and uh, how socially ab- abhorrent it was. So I say to Mr. Minister Murtzoledi he's doing a wonderful job right across the spectrum. Uh, 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 only now the, the, the tobacco companies and liquor people are feeling the effects uh, 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 of, of what's happening in the middle and upper classes. They're going to the, the, the to, to the townships mm. with with advertising and so on. Keep it up Mr. Murtzoledi Mo- mm-hmm. and to you too, Kalani. Thank you, Eddie. And thanks for giving me a
0: shout. No, no problem. Thank you, Eddie in Edenville. Anthony is in the Karoo. Hello, Anthony.
4: Hi, oh, yeah. Yeah, hi, hi,
0: Um I just wanted to talk about some
9: of the unintended consequences, you know. If you ban alcohol advertising, which is the intention, there's further intention to zero rate the drink drive. There's further intention to increase the age of um, of consent for, for um, drinking until 21 you're going to put a lot of people out of work in the advertising game, you're going to put a lot of sponsorships out of work in sports, which in this country is a great unifier and you're going to, you're going to knock a huge blow into the restaurant industry um, especially with this uh, 21 and zero drink driving because you can't take a partner out to a restaurant and and, and she or he have one and a half drinks or one drink while, while you're less restricted. So people just won't go out. And in this country what we need is jobs. Now you, you, you cannot do these things in this country when the most important things is jobs and the economy. Um, I totally agree with Mr. Lowe. You've got to do this by education and not by nanny state. And we have to have jobs as, a main, uh, as the main priority in this country. All right, An-
0: Anthony in the Karoo. We'll have uh, enough time to take maybe two more calls on 891 104 Let me go to Mr. Leon Lowe. Maybe before I do so, let me read some emails. Nsan Sanjapa says, the fact is the government is interfering in our private lives whilst they dismiss fail to serve their mandate. Spend this time fixing the mess in the public health care that is falling apart. In Japan, email. Another one says, it comes from I would like to support Minister Mutsualeri for this positive step. Cigarettes, high sugar concentration, drinks have never contributed anything positive to humans. That's from Vivian says the minister has very good intentions, but I doubt if the approach will lead to the desired results. The human race acts or fails to act based on incentives and disincentives in the market environment. I'm for health, but this approach will not lead to desired results that's Vivian uh, another one came through from I think the government is working to show off to the world we care more about what the world puts uh, us than the government cares for us and will uh, we'll reflect to the world uh, l- l- let, me, let me hear from you then uh, Mr. Lowe
1: uh, you know, a couple of callers raised some interesting questions. Christelle, for example, about freedom having boundaries, she doesn't seem to understand that freedom is about choice and she wants you not to have the choice to do something wrong. In other words, you are free to do anything she approves of. Well, that's obviously not freedom. Uh, the other point that was raised by uh, one of the callers, I think it was Don, Uh, or was it KG, that poor areas, now let's understand this, under the proposed regulation as it is now, you will not be able to smoke within 10 metres of an entrance to a public building. Uh, That means that in a place like Dipslurt or Alex Township, there will be no place in Alex where it is lawful to smoke. So the poor who want to smoke will have to walk outside Alex and find some place in the felt somewhere which is not trespassing on a private property, where they can smoke. This is an extreme victimization of the poor, as one of the people who is a tavern owner pointed out. If you don't have smoking areas for people in low-income areas, smoking indoor places, then they will be forced to either leave the area to smoke lawfully, the township completely, or they will be forced to smoke in the presence of non-smokers. And the few non-smokers who phoned in, let me warn them, I am one myself, lifelong non-smoker, Uh, unlike Eddie, for example, I think it was, who was one of the reformed smokers, they become these sort of anti-tobacco fundamentalists. Uh, Those of us who are non-smokers, we need to be very clear about this. We are protected when smokers are confined to indoor ventilated areas. We are victims of their smoke when they are driven out of those places to where we gather and walk. uh, My concern as a non-smoker is the impact this is going to have on me On non-smokers. Finally, I want to make the point that what free markets are about is absolutely nothing to do with profit. It's about consumer choice. Consumers have the choice, for example, to have pretty packets and bottles that they buy their liquor in. uh, And and, uh, the consumer rights are the things that are under... I'll
0: I'll get the minister to give me uh, his concluding remarks. But let me squeeze in these two calls here. Mark in Cape Town, very briefly. Good morning.
1: Uh, Good morning, Kalani. Look, this encroaching
4: soft fascism or statism is is happening all over the western world. I've got no skin in the game. I don't smoke, I don't drink, but it's an inevitable result that when man gives up the, the intrinsic basis for right and wrong and valuing and respecting other people, which was which was a biblical Christian uh, value system, so uh, we we lose our intrinsic sense of of how to responsibly exercise our freedoms. Hmm. And it's inevitable that the government steps in and becomes almost God in society's lives. And that is what is happening around the Western world today. All
0: right, Mark and Kate on. John, very briefly, uh, your comments for me, please.
4: Hello, I'm calling from Peter Maritzburg. I'm uh, I'm very much in agreement
6: broadly with Professor lowes views, but I'm wondering whether he thinks there should be boundaries anyway with respect to other substances, That people uh, consume. For example, cocaine or marijuana. I work in the field of addiction. Daily, I see people who are woonga addicts, who are very central to the crime that's committed in order to obtain money to continue a woonga addiction. Well, I'm wondering what he thinks should happen with respect to those kind of substances, right.
0: whether they should whether be legalized. Should be all right. John in Maris, thank you. Uh, very briefly, Mr. Law, should there be a line, and where is that line?
1: Yes, let me just make the point that uh, I have uh, drug problems in my, close to me in my family, but that's another matter. The fact is that all over the world, the prohibition of hard drugs, the war on drugs, is being acknowledged as having been lost and there's a move away from that. For yep. example, Portugal has now unbanned all drugs, the lot, and there's a 50% reduction in drug addiction in Portugal, so mm. that with hard drugs, the same thing is appropriate. Move towards respecting people and then encouraging them right. to live healthy lifestyles.
0: Minister, your, your, your closing remarks for me, please. Well, Colani,
2: well, uh, I think we need to understand what people who say government must not regulate want. Last month, you remember the uproar when people discovered they were being fed donkey, water buffalo, and all the things that they did not want to eat. You remember they called on the state to tighten regulations. Please help us, because they were not even aware that this is happening. Now, when we do it in other areas, they say we are encroaching on freedom. You know, let me give you an example to learning. We have vaccinated people against certain diseases, which we could not treat. Even inside the best hospitals in the world, like smallpox, for instance, it was eliminated by vaccinations. There were people who were saying they need freedom not to be vaccinated, and they were fighting. As I'm speaking now, we were about to eliminate a disease like polio. Mm. But four countries, Nigeria, Pakistan, India, and Afghanistan, which are called pain, by the way, The abbreviation is paid. Pakistan, uh, uh, Afghanistan, India, Nigeria. Some ministers of religion did exactly what uh, Mr. Lowe is saying, that they've got the freedom not to have their children vaccinated. We've got polio in those countries, and it's moving all over the world. We are not able to eliminate it. So this issue of freedom of choice has got restrictions even in the Constitution. That is why, Kalani, there is no tobacco company anywhere in the world that won any constitutional case in any part of the world. They all lose them because the judges understand very well that certain rights are not, you know... They cannot just... Go oh, unimpeded. The right to life is the most important right. And okay. that's what we are dealing with here. Wow. That people need to, to live longer and healthy lifestyle and the government must come in. By the way, Mr. Lowe spoke about this issue of, of diet. Yes, if you go to America, Barack Obama restricted diet of school kids. There are certain things you can't sell at tax shops because school kids are getting very obese.